Hello and welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. We're coming up to you for a rainy Sunday rainy afternoon Sunday. here in Peoria, Illinois. Well, you know what? It's summer vacation, baby. Well, for one of us. Yeah. I still have a final. Yeah, but I'm all done. Don't freshman year. Thanks for coming along for the ride. Yeah, it's not about us. It's about you. We're yeah, just checking in on you. School's out for summer. Uh... Welcome to our Mystery Podcast. Here we'll give you this week's rundown of the top leagues, who's hot, who's not. The hot topics of the week, that's Mitchell Kaminsky. I'm Marshall McAleese, but you already know that by now. Mitch, unless you're joining us for the first time. Yeah, unless you're joining we, us for the first would appreciate. time. You know, we it did, and then uh, you're in for a ride. We'll just say that. Let's get right into it. Well, you know, when we do these podcasts throughout the week, there's always so much that happens in the week of sports that it can be difficult picking a topic for the opening rant, I'm not going to lie, they struggle sometimes to narrow down what you want to talk about. This week, though, was not one of those weeks as a topic literally fell right into my lap when I heard one of the one of the silliest comments I think I've ever heard. And we're not going to name names here because we don't want to embarrass anyone. But I heard Steph Curry, this is someone said, was the most pampered, overrated superstar Possibly in sports, and I've gone on Twitter, and there's been lots of there's, there's been that? lots of there's been oh, lots of curry bashing going on here. Me? You had curry comments too. Yeah, it wasn't was, you? I, I thought it was gonna be me, but it wasn't me. So that one wasn't you. Curry. But you were on that. Like, no, you said you was one of the most pampered superstars I've ever heard too. I've heard. I wouldn't use the word pamper. But yes, carry on, carry on. I've heard. Well, there's been a lot of curry bashing as of late, where I think people have forgotten. Uh, how how valuable this man has and the sheer impact, I would make the argument that not only is he underrated, this man is very uh, uh, underappreciated as well. So, Game 6 against the Houston Rockets, and once could be called as one of the biggest games in the Rockets' history, all the pressure's on them. Kevin Durant, uh, arguably the best player in the world right now, is out in Houston. Chance to change, uh, turn the tide. Uh, for the Rockets, there's an aging court. They need to win this game. This is like it's a legacy-defining game for the Rockets. And Steph Curry had zero points at halftime, so they, they're in a good chance. And then he completely took over in the second half. He scored 33 points, 23 of those coming in the fourth quarter to beat the Rockets. And what was a very uh, it, it was a fantastic performance. And he did it all without Kevin Durant. Now a lot of people since Kevin Durant's come over have given him a lot of uh, given him a lot of the credit for the Warriors were like Steph's not appreciated. Like, oh well you're playing with Steph and uh, K D and Draymond Green, former defensive player of the year. I mean that's pretty easy. He you know he has a good game, he's getting all the credit, and when he doesn't have a bad game, you know, he gets a free pass on it. But let's look at how valuable Steph Curry's actually been for the Warriors during this run. Since KG, K, uh, Kevin Durant joined the team in 2016, the Warriors are 24-3 and when Kevin Durant has not played, and Steph has, and are averaging 114 points a game. Now, with Kevin Durant playing and Steph Curry out, the Warriors have a uh, barely over 500 record. It is subpar. What is it? What is it that? is, uh, like I believe... 2-3? Two and, two and no, they are 23-22. and 23-22... and 22. When Steph doesn't play. Now, with Curry wearing solo, uh, rolling solo, the Warriors are still a plus 14 in uh, 216 minutes of action this year, and that's uh, without the help of the former Defensive Player of the Year and perhaps the second greatest shooter ever not named Stephen, Wardell Curry, just with Curry uh, rolling, uh, rolling solo. Now, to recap, the Warriors go from plus 16.9 to plus 14.8 to plus 
13.9 to plus 14.3 as you keep removing an all-star from Curry. So, you know, it's 16.9 without uh, KD. And then if you move um, split, the other split clay, it goes down to 14.8. And then when you move, remove uh, Draymond Green, it goes down to 13.9. But these are still pretty, uh, pretty high numbers. Um, so, like, if you think that Curry would struggle in another organization because he's surrounded by all these great players, it's clear he is the system if you look at these numbers. Now let's take a look with uh, Steph off the floor, what happens to Durant, Thompson, and Green without him. They are a plus 4.9 in 591 minutes without Steph, which is very mediocre at best. That's not, like, a high championship team. Solo Steph, like we were saying earlier, without him, is a uh, plus 14.3. Solo Clay, without Steph, KD, He's only a plus 4.34. Uh, solo Kevin Durant is a minus 0 0.54. And Solo Draymond Green is a minus 2.29. Steph Curry is clearly the most valuable member of this team. He's not even the best player. He is the most valuable member of the team. The numbers don't lie. Not only that, he was the first unanimous MVP in the history of the sport. The history of it. Okay. Michael Jordan was never a unanimous MVP. The leading all-time leading scorer, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, was never a unanimous MVP. The fact who, who, that the sheer voted, magnitude of the history for, of that. Someone, okay, I got LeBron had lost. He lost that by one. Someone voted for Carmelo Anthony. Still, first unanimous Wait, a, MVP. Even all these stupid sports writers agree that he was the most valuable player in 2016. Not only was he the first unanimous MVP, the man has changed the sport. I'm a LeBron James fan. He has not changed the sport the way Steph has. If you look on the play, we were in the gym the other day. Everyone wants to chuck up three-pointers now. Who started that trend? Max the, Chamberlain. People that can't shoot. If you go to the gym, it's, everyone's trying to chuck up threes. They literally, He literally changed the way the game is played now. Like The big man is becoming irrelevant because of Steph Curry. So if you go from the magnitude he has on his team, the magnitude he's had, and the history of the sport, and just changing the way the game is played in general... This man is one of the most influential players in the sport. And not only is, like I said, not only is he uh, underrate, uh, underappreciated, he is very underrated. So, yeah, and Curry, Curry heard it. We'll end on this quote. He said, I've heard a lot of noise this series for sure. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. Whether it's positive, negative, whatever the case, I know what I'm capable of. And now, hopefully, you all do too. He doesn't have to keep reminding I will say, Steph Curry, he, and we had this conversation earlier where we were like, is Steph Curry underrated? And maybe he is, but Steph Curry is the most privileged superstar we've seen in a long time. It's true, just truly privileged. This has absolutely nothing to do with whether he's the best team, or the best player, most valuable, whatever. It's not about um, him as a player. We all know how good he is, but he's so privileged. I mean, for instance, he's being praised for underachieving in the playoffs. Regular season Steph Curry, 27. Uh, underachieving the playoffs? How, how, how many rings did they have in the last uh, three years? I Listen mean, to me. He went from 20... In the regular season, he, he scores 27.3 points per game, 47% field goal percentage, and 43% three-point three shot field goal percentage. That dropped 23. Okay, not that bad. Dropped 7% uh, from his field goal. And it dropped, what is that? I'm not very good at math. 16, is that 16%? Yes, yeah, 16%. It went from 43% to 27% shooting for three. Look, hear me out. He went three and four. <laughs> I'm it's because, hearing you out. It's because we, no one cares. When Steph Curry, because when he doesn't shoot well, when he doesn't perform well, it just kind of 
falls to the wayside and no one really cares. But when he does play well, he's front page memory. That's all I'm saying. He I is he underrated? That's a different conversation. He is so privileged. I'm saying if LeBron's stats, if Kevin Durant's stats, even if like uh, Russell Westbrook, Damian Lillard, like Kawhi Leonard, for instance, Joel Embiid, if any of these guys' stats drop that dramatically in the playoffs, and if he constantly had to get bailed out by the Clay Thompsons and the Kevin Durant's of the world, I mean, you can go back to 2016. Yeah, you just talking about 2016, United MVP. How many shots did he miss in the last two and a half minutes? Their whole downfall all started because of that botched behind-the-back pass that he threw out of bounds, and then he keeps bricking up the threes that had the potential to tie or keep them in the game, and he misses. But no one wants to talk about that. We all want to talk about the trick shots that he makes against the Phoenix, Phoenix Suns in the regular season when they're blowing them out by 35. You know, I've heard enough of this. It's all, it's all yeah. about the eye test. When he against the Clippers, oh, okay, well. when, when against the Clippers, when he went three for fourteen and he played like trash, no one cares because he's Steph Curry and he's just, all he does he's just a shooter and he can he can pass the floor. He is valuable for them, but when he when he doesn't perform well, we don't care. But when right, he does, well, here, he gets praised up, as right, one of the most right. uh, influential uh, people in the first sport. First off, the, your first argument with the regular season: Are you playing the Knicks in the playoffs? Are you playing the Chicago Bulls in the playoffs? So yeah, of course your numbers are going to go down because you're playing against playoff teams. He's the defense shooting. gets He's a lot tougher. I got news for you. the defense gets a lot tougher in uh, June and yeah, uh, when May yeah, when sure you're not playing in like a mid-December paint. game. So yeah, your numbers are going to go. Shooting. Your numbers are going to go down. So that's a stupid argument. Okay, most players. Three point are you percentage? On the finish? It dropped down sixteen percent. It's just because the defense got tighter? Is that what it is? It's not because you can't perform big moments? Fine. Most of the majority of players you can find, best players in the NBA, their, their numbers are going to go down in the playoffs because the defense is tighter. That's number one. Number two, as far as your second point goes along, most superstars would not be able to manage all the egos that are going on right here. He's like, he went from the unanimous, unanimous MVP, the John unanimous, Winston's the ego. first ever unanimous MVP. Welcome Kevin Durant with open arms. Most people wouldn't do this. Number one, be like, here, you, you can go ahead and be the number one. So right now, Kevin Durant, he's the closer on that team. So like, yeah. most of the flack shouldn't be going to Steph because Kevin Durant is the number one right now on that team. Steph had no problem. It was a seamless transition. He's easy to play that's with. He and he's, he's one like of the best a, ball handlers like behind player. behind maybe Kyrie Irving. He's one of the best ball handlers in the NBA. You say he's just a shooter. That guy can finish at the rim. I don't know if you ever like watch a Warriors yeah, he game. He can finish at the rim can, like in Game Three against the Rockets, where he got rejected by the rim on a dunk. Alright, that happens to everyone. Play? Michael Jordan has had donks where he's like hit the rim or whatever and bounced off. Okay, you're gonna go off that. Ridiculous. Underperformed in the playoffs. Like, yeah, you know what? You know why he doesn't get flat? Because they still win. They're still winning rings. Yeah, because they're still got, winning championships. They're gonna win another team. one here. Dude, oh, look at the numbers. Without him. They were still very good without him. Did you not listen I, to my I, whole no, rant? No, all no, the no, numbers no. on there. Oh, because no, of the three all stars. Oh, you brought up the regular season. That's all in the regular season. How many? Times oh, really? There? Were they? Who? The, game six. Uh, when he had the thirty-three points, was Kevin Durant playing there? Oh no, no, Kevin Durant wasn't no, playing no, there. No, when when they won the first round, was Kevin Durant no. there? Yeah, when he's not in the game, they're only a game over five hundred with those three all stars. Without him, they're twenty-four and three without Kevin Durant when Steph's in. They need Steph. Okay. Steph is the engine that makes that thing go. He's so he, no, but you're, you're missing my point though. I'm saying he's privileged. I'm saying that we 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 did. If James if James Harden, he who, deserves all the privilege he's getting. First no, unanimous he MVP. He can best shooter the planet has ever seen. Still, okay, change the him. game of basketball and look at the numbers and the value he brings to the Warriors. He deserves all the pampering there. No, he there. doesn't. No one deserves it. The, look, look, if that's not look, enough if the, if, to get a little if, if, couple if, if, passes, if LeBron isn't gonna get it, then Steph Curry sure does not deserve it. 
I don't think I don't think LeBron deserves all the hard made stuff he gets. But you know what? I'll say this for Steph. LeBron can't even get a guy to do a goddamn movie with him right now. He's having troubles finding people to do Space Jam 2 with them. No one wants to go to the Lakers right now. Steph has no Are problem you, recruiting people. Are talking about going to the Lakers? Oh, he has no problem recruiting people because Kevin, because you're going to get the soft Kevin Durant just to crawl to the Warriors. after. Boogie the Cousins, game. they managed that ego just fine when he got over there. They, Who's they a, managed, notoriously the hard guy. People want to play with Steph. He tore his quad and he's not giving him any problems anymore. He wasn't giving any problems during the season, dude. They do that every year. up every game. And he wasn't with the Kings. Yeah, no, they haven't. Made, they haven't done anything different. They just threw him on the team. They just told him to people want to play player. with. There's a reason people want to play with Steph and LeBron. Who I and I like LeBron too. But like Steph, the, the, the pampered thing is because ridiculous. Because Steph's a glorified role player. I don't think it's pampered if it's like well earned praise here. Glorified well, role player. He's just a Kyle You do realize this team won 73 games when he was the, 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 like, good God. He's a glorified old player. Best shooter on the planet that we've probably ever seen. He's just, he's just a Kyle Korver. With the first player to play his brother game. brother in a conference final matchup. There's another, there's oh, another feather another in his cap. Oh, another meaningless statistic <laughs> you're <laughs> up. Unanimous right, MVPs, well, meaning, we gotta meaningless We got to talk about statistic. the game, though. We got to talk about the game. So, so well, Marsh will try to. We are referring to Warriors beating the Rockets, 118-113. Harden dropped 35, CP3 at 27. Clay dropped 27, Steph at 33. And I'll say, honestly, as much as this series we want to talk about the Warriors like we just did, I think this is more about the Rockets. This is an indictment on the Rockets. Uh, this is an indictment on James Harden. You want to talk pampered superstar? How come no one's given? No, like Chris Paul deserves a little bit of flack here. Oh, he's getting he's getting that flack. I'll tell you what, he, they're 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 a bunch of bums. Like I I, I used to have respect for him because I'm like, oh, it's too bad. Like I think they would have beat him last year. CP3 stayed injured, but like they had their shot. They had more than their shot. Like they could have beaten him. They they showed that they could have beaten him in games three and four when Kevin Durant was playing. And then they have their shot. I mean, you look at game six. You're at home. Beyonce's in the crowd, which should boost your performance, obviously. Steph Curry doesn't score a point in the first half. And their star closer, best player, is not playing. Like, it, the stars have legitimately aligned for you. And we don't even know if he's going to play in game seven. Like, it was a doubt if he's going to play in game seven. The stars aligned for the Rockets to have their chance. Whether it was, like, lucky or not, like... Without Steph scoring a point and with KD not even there, like that was totally their chance. And in the last eight minutes and thirty seconds of the game, James Harden took one shot. I need a, I need a lot more from you, James Harden. If you're gonna be the MVP and if you're gonna prove to us that all those thirty point, forty, fifty point games are not just meaningless statistics, because we're all like, okay, yeah, you can score, but like it's regular season, doesn't that matter that much? Show up in a big game. And if you were going to prove us wrong, you need to do a lot more. Because that was honestly that was honestly pathetic. Because the Rockets let it slip through their hands. They totally had it right there. What, they were up seven uh, in the fourth corner. They had, they had the lead and they without the closer, and they couldn't get it done. And like you said, their agent corner, I think, I think their window of opportunity is gone. Well, this team is going to be remembered as, like, the 2004 Suns or whatever, the Kings yeah. back in the day, or even like the even the uh, the Jazz teams that could never get past Jordan in the finals, yeah. like Car- uh, Carl Malone, Carl John Stockton. That's what this team's going to be remembered along the lines of. And honestly, I could I I I was a hundred percent fine with that. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh no, the Warriors, so we got to beat them. But like, do you really want the team that beats the Warriors that knocks off the dynasty and the blueprint is going to be the Houston Rockets style of basketball? Yeah, dribble out the clock till there's like one second. 
a lot of iso ball with Harden, just chucking up like threes for efficiency. Three or you're driving to the It's like they, they play like a math formula. It, it's not, they're not, the Houston Rockets are not an exciting team to watch. No. It's a boring brand of basketball, and if that team won, like, be careful what you wish for, because then teams are going to start copying that to beat the Warriors, and that's not a good, that, yeah. And like a good brand of basketball. Uh, I don't know if any of the are like I know Mitch and I obviously have, but like the the spoof game of zones series yeah. from the NBA, they they like make fun of the Rockets for being like over analytical and stuff. But it's honestly true, like you said. Like they're just looking for the most efficient shot. They're not really looking for, you know and that that's why I think that was their downfall, because you can you can have the stats, you can have the shooting percentages, however much you want, but you gotta you gotta have the heart to play in the playoffs. And don't get me and wrong. Yeah, like the Warriors shoot a lot of threes too. So yeah. like don't get me wrong, but like they have ball movement. There's a lot more ball movement they ride ball. Or, James Harden feels like he's not passing unless he cannot get the shot up. It's true. Now I'll kick it out of the It's like very Westbrook like. Yeah. But I, yeah, I know I will say uh, CP3, I feel a little bad for him, but I don't feel that bad for him. He's not. He hasn't really done much in his playoff career, which is unfortunate. Speaking of pampered superstars, Russell Westbrook. That's a pampered superstar for you. People are extremely critical of him. Well, it's about time they start They've being critical, critical of him. For a while. Uh, moving on. Yeah, so the Warriors will be playing the Blazers, um, which we'll talk about in a second. But for those of you who forgot, the Bucks and the Celtics played a series, and that was yeah. over very quickly as the Bucks. They won the last game, 116-91, um, blew them out. That was over in five games, gentlemen's sweep, I believe. Yep. Um, yep. What did this tell you about the Bucks moving forward and the Celtics' um, season as a whole? Well, I mean, the Celtics, we'll start with the Celtics. I mean, that was yeah. disappointing. Because they had the, that, that, I think that was a more talented team than that just Bucks true. team. They, they just ran into Giannis. Kyrie was terrible. Yeah. Really inefficient shooting. That was shooting. a shame. Because I, I enjoy watching Kyrie play basketball, and yet he totally just fell flat. Um, Terry Rozier looks uh, very unhappy. I don't think Scary Terry's going to be back in Boston. No. Uh, I I don't know, man. It's... Oh, who's Boston? Um, Brad Stevens is the other guy. Deserves a little bit... Uh, well, there's a little bit of flack here. Yeah. Because I don't think he did a great job. It's not college anymore. I don't think he did a great job managing all those egos. Yeah. Like, if Phil Jackson gets always gets, like, a lot of credit, and they're like, oh, well, he had Michael Jordan and Shaq and Kobe, so, yeah. like, of course he's going to win those championships. But you don't realize that. And Steve Kerr is another one. Like, with all those egos in there, you can have all the talent you want, but, like, you got to man- You got to know how to manage minutes to keep everyone happy. Yeah. you got to know who's getting the ball where. So, like, I, I think he could have done a much better job there. And Danny, uh, I don't know. That's going to be rough. Yeah. And especially without Kyrie Irving now. It's just a bunch of B guys. It's true. Like, if you the, look at their core, it's like, as a team, yeah, they're very deep. But, like, if you look at, like, individually these players, it, it's, it's, it's not a lot to talk about. I do think Gordon Hayward is going to – he'll be a lot better without – Kyrie, assuming he leaves, which I, I'm pretty sure he will. Yeah. Um, Jason Tatum was another one that was very disappointing to me because he looked really good as a rookie against LeBron James last year. I'm like, okay, it's only going to go up. This guy, this guy is good, and his numbers went down. Point, point, his point averages went down. He didn't look all that comfortable in the playoffs. I mean, he was just like, eh. Yeah. Very bland player. The Bucks, on the other hand, th- this is this is a legit team. I think it's gonna be tough for him though. Uh, moving forward is like the next like dynasty or whatever, because like they're gonna have to pay. You look at a lot of these teams, because I don't think they're gonna be good enough to win an NBA Finals, and I honestly don't think they're gonna be even be in the finals, because I think the the winner of the 76ers Raptors series, I think they're gonna beat the Bucks. 
Um, but like Chris Middleton, he's gonna get paid a lot of money because he's a free agent this year, and they like him in Milwaukee. And like he's a very Milwaukee guy. Yeah, but if you're paying Chris Middleton all that money and he's your second best player, I don't know how deep of a championship team that is. Yeah. Now they're very good, and I think it's gonna be a tough series. And Giannis is he's phenomenal. That he's guy should be the MVP. Else. Yeah, for sure. True. And my theory was performing when it when it matters the most. Because we were writing, we had to write an article about this in the scout. And my thing was because I had to write about James. I got to sign with James Harden. I have to talk about why he's going to be the MVP. And because the NBA sports writers, they love like all the flash or whatever. You got to sell the sell the sizzle or whatever, not the uh, not the steak. But like he always has because his highlights are like game winning shots, step back three, you know. Where Giannis is like subtle. His moments are like early in the first quarter because the Bucks are always blowing teams out. Subtle block. President, yeah put down jam you know like they, they had more blowouts i think than any other team in the nba this year like so i mean yeah he plays good defense unlike Harden. this guy he is he's he should be the mvp this year because how valuable he's been to that team yeah and i definitely think it, it it the celtics it is unfortunate um and i think if you're Kyrie, you kind of have to be wondering like how did i get here uh just reading off some interesting stats for Kyrie Irving's playoff career when he's been on the floor with lebron he's got 47 percent shooting uh, his plus minus, this is something. His plus minus with LeBron on the floor is plus 359. Without LeBron, it's negative 49. And his shooting percentage dropped by 6%. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're Kyrie, you, you, I understand you want to lead your team, but it's a lot harder than it looks. And this is kind of the outcome of it is you kind of just crash and burn after beating, oh, I don't even remember who they played. What was it? The, yeah, I don't remember. But it was the, who did they play in the first round? Who the Celtics? Celtics. It wasn't worth watching, but I don't remember who it was. <laughs> they played the Pacers. Ah, they swept the them. Pacers. Yes, they swept the Pacers. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, and honestly, looking at the regular season though, like this was, you could kind of see this one coming. They didn't. Yeah. They, they clearly didn't like each other very much. Like it didn't just mesh very well together. Yeah. And a lot of and like you said, a lot of B players who are not trying to form a team. Together is just a lot of guys missing shots. I mean, yeah. And speaking of, it's funny. He goes, Curry, or fucking Curry. <laughs> Kyrie goes 8 for 22. Yeah. And game four is like, I promise you that won't happen again in game five. And then he ends up going 7 for 23. So he didn't go 8 for 22, but yeah, yeah, that's, he can't have that. Yeah. So Bucks moving on, and they uh, will be playing. I'll give a little update. The, actually, you guys don't care. You're going to be watching this after the fact. Um, but the Blazers and the Nuggets, they just finished their game about an hour or so ago. Blazers won game 7, 196. CJ McCollum turned it on in this game with 37 points. Uh, Jokic for the Nuggets had 29. And honestly, this, I mean, this series was just honestly a coin flip. Like, neither of these teams, both these teams have a lot of talent. I think the Nuggets are a little deeper, but I think the Blazers have better star power. Um, and honestly, they both play good basketball. They're good teams, and they're going to get swept by the Warriors. It's funny, after I had my rant about how much better the NHL playoffs are, and I I still stand by that comment. Yeah. The NBA playoffs decided to stick it to me because there's some really good games, especially it's from true. that series alone. They had a four-overtime game. Yeah, that and was, it was crazy. An, it was a very entertaining game, back and forth the whole way. Yeah. Uh, but and then we have two game sevens. The Raptors series has been pretty good yeah. um the, even the houston one like that we got some good games of the yeah, houston uh, the drama, warriors one so like yeah the drama's picked up this has been one of the better playoffs we've had in a while for the nba so i will give them that um 
Portland, though, I, I didn't think they were going to. I, I did not think they were going to win this. The game. Nuggets' problem is they're too young. Yeah. Because that team could be good. And they, they were up 17 today, and they couldn't close. Yeah. They let, they um, let the. And, and it, it was similar. I believe Damian Lord had. I mean, he ended up with 13 points, and I think he scored like four of them yeah. in the first half. Jokic, he, he though, he's a stud. He is. Murray's just. He, he's good, too. He's just fairly young. Yeah. But they got some pieces there. It's a football town in Denver, but they're starting to. They're, yeah, they're, they, they're going to change. They're trying to turn the uh, yeah, culture yeah. around a little bit. If they can, if they can figure out um, just to keep this core together um, of Jamal Murray, Jokic, even. Um, play blank on the other guy. Paul Millsap. Um. I keep those guys together. Keep kind of their role players mm-hmm. intact. I think they can be a pretty good team. Because Lillard and McCollum, they've been there before. Yeah. They know how to uh, make it to the second yeah. round. CJ McCollum, so. I will say, I was shocked because, like, Damian Lillard's not playing well, and it's like they're not that he, like, he was fantastic. He was 37 points, the dagger fantastic. in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, I do think both of the – it wouldn't matter because I think both of these teams are going to get – uh, they're going to lose in five, maybe yeah. six if you're lucky. I mean, I think Warriors, they'll put up a good fight, like I said in the last one, but I just don't. I, don't I hope they do. I really hope they do. Yeah. Because I, I, especially Portland. Because, yeah, like, we were talking about this. I like Dame Lillard. Yeah. Because he yeah. never complained about He never wanted to coach fired. He's never complained about leaving. They're thinking about blowing the whole thing up. They're like, well, we got McCollum and Lillard. It's too good of a. Uh, yeah. Back court or front court to have, or um, is it front court or back court? Back court, back court. Yeah. yeah, too good of a back court to have to really break up uh, this tandem, and so yeah, they stuck with it. And it's finally the the, the fruits of their labor. Are yeah, finally yeah. starting to run. I will say, and it, one one on our final note for that, it was pretty funny to see on Twitter where um, there was a Twitter video of the dagger in the fourth quarter. It's kind of like a little fadeaway jumper. Uh, and the guy, and whoever said, great defense, but it doesn't matter. And C.J. McCollum responded after the game saying, great defense, my ass. <laughs> so, yeah, good for him. Uh, moving on. We, we got, got a barn burner here in the Raptors 76ers one. Yeah, it It'll is. probably be over by the time this podcast is over. So yeah. we can react along yeah. right with you. Uh, we got Who's Hot, Who's Not, sponsored by Ted Wikiding Cooling. May he rest in peace as he's graduating. He's not uh, dead, so... In a week from now. Um, yeah, Mitch, I'll let you start off. What, what, what uh, dictator slash leader of the world is your hot for the week? Well, my hot is Vladimir Putin. Ah, yes. But it's not really because of his doing. I, he made some news. Um, he had eight goals in, a, uh, in an exhibition match, an ice hockey game in Sochi. And he had, like, a victory lap or whatever, and he didn't see a carpet, and he kind of tripped on it. So that's what gave him the headlines. But it was really taken away from the story that the man scored eight goals. Eight goals. Eight, and not our little Vetchkin. Now, mind you, the goalie kind of had to let these goals in. Fear of being poisoned or thrown in the gulag. (laughs) Yeah. We were watching one of the highlights from him. And, he like and the goalie, like, yeah, because he goes to this, like, forehand, backhand, but he doesn't look very coordinated doing it. He kind of looks like, if one of us were on skates, it would be like, He's like an intermediate level yeah. of ice. Like, I would probably look more coordinated skating than this man did. And he did some, like, backhand move that was, like, clearly, like, telegraphed, easily drawn out. Yeah. Marshall would have made this save. The oh, goalie yeah. lifted up his pad on purpose when he saw I was going five-hole and was going to go in to let the thing in. No one was in the general vicinity of him on defense. <laughs> I thought it was a penalty shot. You know, it, was, it was funny because there's a defender, like, near him, but he's just, like, skating behind him. Yeah, like skating. Well, in the first even... like clip when I clicked on it, it looked like a penalty shot. I'm like, he's all alone, and then it's like you see the defender just kind of like in the general vicinity, but yeah, like... and he's just like watching it happen. I will, I will say though, to give him credit because like we see like Obama like hooping or whatever, and that's like cool, like oh the president's playing sports. But if we saw one of our presidents like strap up and play hockey, 
But it is Russia. Uh, let's, 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 I mean, Putin's eight goal evening, it, 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 it'd be, uh, it's safe to hit. His athletic exploits are more along the lines of like Kim Jong Un yeah, shooting the thirty-eight like, in golf, yeah. which is like it, it, ridiculous for an yeah. eighteen-hole round. You know how many hole-in-ones you'd have to have. Yeah. So yeah, that it's it would be more along that line than like an Alex Ovechkin performance in the playoffs. So uh, my hot is kind of England, kind of a soccer team in England, uh, where uh, for the first time in the history of soccer, there's Champions League and the Europa League, and all four teams playing in those. Uh, are English. You know, we got Tottenham and uh, Liverpool in the Champions League final, Arsenal and Chelsea in the Europa League final. But fun fact, Wolverhampton Wanderers, the Wolves, who have had a pretty good season so so far, have beaten all four of those teams this year. Good so they the can Wolves. claim the fact that they're champions of both leagues. Uh, yeah, I don't go. think that's how it works. Yeah, I don't know if that. Would Although maybe in work. soccer, they overvalue the regular season. No, there's no playoffs. Well, there's no playoffs, so they kind of have to. Okay. Anyways, the not hot is banks around Tottenham fans. We just talked about Tottenham. The first time they're making a European Cup final in about sixty plus years. And there's they do this a lot where they interview fans and just talk to them. And he says, "Oh my goodness, like I'm so happy, you know. Finally, I've been alive for like whatever how many years. Never seen him in a final, and they finally going." He said, "I'm gonna get," and it's in Madrid. He says, "I'm gonna get to Madrid, uh, however I can, even that means I have to rob a bank." And as soon as he says that, they just cut off. They're like, whoa, 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 we can't say that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I guess that that guy was very passionate. About honestly though, if the Broncos win the Super Bowl, I mean I've already seen him win it, uh, which I know Mitch can't uh, can't say for himself. Yeah, I've Wait, seen what? I made a fun because the Bears haven't made, won the Super Bowl since '85. Oh yeah, okay, that makes. Broncos won in 2015, but if I hadn't, I would I'd probably rob a bank to go there. That'd be pretty cool. What if you'd be watching in prison? I could get away with it. I don't think you, you can. You, think I, you don't think I could rob a bank? No, you're not stealthy enough. Or smart enough to pull off a good enough heist. Are you saying you are? No, I'm not oh. stupid enough to try to rob a bank. That's all right. I'll I'm financially responsible. I don't need to rob a bank. Yeah, I'll just, just have scam, the money. He just scams Joey right for math answers. All right, you're not hot. <laughs> First off, let's review the... Because we've heard a lot of ridiculous comments here. First Steph Curry, now that... Me, Mitchell Kaminsky, cannot stam, scam anyone in math. I can't do math. Math is not my thing. That's true. That is true. There will be no scamming of math. All right, time to my not hot. Marshall Macaluso on this podcast. No. <laughs> People, your, your math grade should be right now. I got a solid B in that class. By the grace of Ryan, Rounding and Mr. Daniel Yee. Yep. Anyway, my not hot. I'm off track. I'm off my game today, folks. I'm, the whole podcast has been. That's right. It's been moving in, yeah. It's been a struggle. It's been a grind. Alright, uh, my not hot is the Kentucky Derby. And I'm not going to pretend I know a lot about horse racing. Because I don't. I like watching horse no, racing. No. You do? I do, actually. Ugh. You ever go to Arlington? Mm-mm. Back in the day when I was younger, uh, my dad would like place bets for us. We'd pick a horse, we'd give him money, and he'd put the bet on it for us. It's, it's kind of fun. Did you ever win anything? Oh, uh, you usually lose more. Well, though, actually, the one time I won my first, one of, my, one of the first horses I bet on, they won. I was like, ah! This is easy, so I got a, I got a decent amount of money because I just like picked the one with like the cool like the cool colors and like yeah. the odds are low. Well, actually, this is the other funny thing too. I didn't know how odds worked, so I thought like three hundred to one. I'm like, oh, three hundred, high number. This horse is gonna be good, which is like not how betting works. So I picked a horse with like pretty high odds, and he w- ended up winning or whatever. So I got all my money. I'm like, oh, this is easy, and then I ended up 
that's how they rope you in once you win one, and then mm. I ended up blowing it all. So I've lost more than I've won. But um, my grandma's strategy too of picking a horse is funny. <laughs> she would look, uh, she'd look in like the stall, be like, ah, the horse pooped before the race. It's ready to run. Which like I think it was the stupidest lie. I'm like that could have been there beforehand. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so there's that's my extent of horse racing knowledge. Maximum Security uh, won the Kentucky Derby, but uh, upon further review, he didn't win because he got DQ'd, uh, DQ'd uh, for uh, for committing a foul. And now there's a lot of complaining by Maximum it was Security trainers. Foul. <laughs> but don't. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of complaining, like, it's a Kentucky Derby. Are you really going to call that? Uh, Country House ended up winning. But uh, I think that's a stupid argument. That's why That's why this is my not of the week. Just because it's a Kentucky Derby does not mean you can stop, like, the, the rules change because yeah. it's a big event. It's not pass interference. That's the su- it's the Super Bowl. You can't call like, up, the, like, up. the rules, and we should enforce them the same way in every professional. Yeah. It should also be not hot just because horse racing is stupid. That's like the, the Rams-Chiefs call. The yeah. like, well, it's the playoffs, so we're not gonna call. Like, I mean, the rules are the rules. Like that should have been called. Like yeah. that's like if you're, a, if it wasn't called, then like Country House would be see, feeling the same way as the Rams. So yeah, that's why that's my thought. Moving on, we got a lot of we got a lot of soccer to talk about because a lot of things have been happening. So we have a little soccer heavy, a little basketball soccer heavy. And you know what? For the first time, I haven't really complained about this. There was yeah, a lot of exciting soccer, lot which of I cannot believe is coming out of my mouth. We had two of potentially the best um, two like ties. Well, the, there have been a lot high scoring, um, but these the drama was absolutely insane. So, like I talked about last time, and you all know, but I was like, oh, Messi's the goat, blah blah blah. Barcelona won three nothing. Liverpool go back to Anfield, legendary stadium, without Mo Salah, who was injured, and without Robert Roberto Firmino. They had Sadio Mane. They were playing. They were there. It was. It was. I will say it was a very like B team lineup because they had a lot of injuries. At least when it comes to strikers, and the because It's like the Boston Celtics of lineups without yeah, Kyrie. Yeah, exactly. They're just kind of throwing people in there. They're like, yeah, Jason Tatum starter. Sure. Yeah. Why not? I mean, he's a starter in general. Yeah, well, no, okay, anyways. But, yeah, Divock Origi was starting, and they, they score. They, Origi scores one, first half, and we keep going. And then uh, Wijnaldum scores uh, to make it... Uh, well, you should explain, added, like, the, the first game. Wait, well, 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 the th- first game was on the podcast, the last podcast. Well, I mean, what if they didn't listen? Okay, well, it was 3 nothing. Messi scored two goals, and so it was 3 nothing on aggregate. And then Liverpool scores one, makes it 3-1. They're like, oh, maybe we got a game. They score another one. They said, oh. And then they scored the second and third goals within two minutes of each other, which shows a lot about the game of soccer and how much of a mental game it is, which I'll get to later. Um, and then the uh, the last goal, you can look it up. It was at, So it was very interesting. There was a corner kick, and they just um, the ball boy got the ball and then gave the ball to Trent Alexander-Arnold, the guy who was kicking the cor- taking the corner kick, and he did it really quick, and Barcelona was not reacting to it, and then he just whipped it into a wide-open Divac Origi who just put it in that first touch. And we were talking about this earlier, you're like, oh, Barcelona wasn't paying attention. Like, uh, that was easy. Horrible defending. It was. It was, on, and it, it was shocking defending. It was like some James Harden defense, yeah. like Shaq in a fool. But it was actually very interesting because there was uh, an interview with Jurgen Klopp, the Liverpool coach, afterwards, and he was actually a deliberate strategy because he saw in the first game, kind of like, I mean, kind of like James Harden, like th- these guys, is that whenever there's a call, they look to the referee. 
and they're like, oh, you know, and they, they don't, whether it's a foul free kick or if the ball goes out of play, they don't, they're not quick to, like, get ready. And he saw that in the first leg, and so we talked to the, all of the ball boys, and we're like, hey, if we get, like, a corner, if we get a free kick or anything, try and, like, move as fast as possible because Barcelona's going to be distracted by, like, talking to each other, talking to the ref, they're not going to be looking. And it paid off, which I thought was very interesting, reading that after the fact that, like, while it was, um, you know, a mental game, it was still, like, he saw what was going on, and this was, this was, no, this was no fluke. Because Barcelona had been doing this for a while, and it was—I mean, like you said, there's a lot of egos over at Barcelona, um, and so they were not paying attention. Yeah, that was that was absolutely insane. Look up, look up the scenes of this game, and if you if you want to love soccer just that much more, look up the team, Liverpool team going to the fans, and they sing their song, "You'll Never Walk Alone." Uh, it was absolutely incredible because that's honestly one of the biggest comebacks we ever seen in the Champions League history until the next day. In which we had Tottenham versus Ajax. Now Ajax won just one nothing in the first leg at Tottenham. So they had their one away goal. Uh, first half, Ajax scores two, so it's three nothing. And it's eventually Tottenham without Harry Kane, who has I believe 90s or 80 some percent of their goals. Like he's their guy. It, it's it's like if the Patriots didn't have Tom Brady. Like that's honestly how big he's the face of the team, and he was injured. He's not playing. Um, and so they come out and they actually have 45 minutes, score three goals, and Lucas Mora, the backup, well, he's not really a backup, but he's more, he doesn't play as much. He scores a hat trick to put them in. And it was literally like one of the last kicks of the game. And it was absolutely, if he, like, look up, the, I, I, please, I beg you, look up the highlights to this game. I actually taught him leg two. This is absolutely incredible. Like, it makes the sport look exciting. Yeah, and they, they and, and honestly, Tottenham, Tottenham is crazy because against Manchester City and against Ajax, they had absolutely no business winning these games. On paper, they have, they did not have a better team. It was not even close, especially against Manchester City. And yet not somehow, somehow they, they pull it out. And it was actually really funny. A little funny story came out of this is that Adrian Rabio is a player for PSG. No, that doesn't really matter. But he was going he was going to leave PSG, and Tottenham was one of the potential um spots for him to go and he said no and the quote was that Tottenham is below his uh like skill level he's like I'm too good for them and he's sitting at home and Tottenham's in the champion Champions League final and the, actually this is uh, one of the cooler stories Lucas Moore the guy who scored a hat trick he actually he was on PSG and then uh, the whole Neymar saga went down where he left Barcelona he goes did he get in trouble for slapping a fan he did slap a fan but like it was like recently though. Yeah, he did. Yeah, okay. Oh, is that what we're talking about? No, 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 no. Um, no, but because I was reading that, yeah, he yeah, like slapped Neymar, the fan that was videoing him. Yeah, but he, he's kind of just a, I don't know. Um, Neymar? Yeah. From the story though, honestly, this sounded like the Westbrook where the guy had it in his face and he's like trash talking to him. So yeah. he's like, yeah, yeah no. The, the story here is that when Neymar ended up going to PSG, they were like, oh well, we have Neymar now. Lucas Mora is kind of you know we don't need him. He stinks. Just, and he actually went to Tottenham for free. They didn't even sell him. They were like, ah, we don't need him. He can walk. And he, now he scored a hat-trick to get them in his team in the UCL final. And like I said, PSG sent at home. Does Neymar have a first name? Like, is it like an Ichiro thing where we just don't say Suzuki? Or is it like... Um, I don't think so. He just goes Maybe. by Neymar? It probably is. Uh, Neymar Jr., that is. And then that's not even that, but congrats. So there's that. That's Champions League final. Uh, but congratulations to Manchester City for winning Ooh. the Premier League for the second year in a row. Ah, Neymar da Silva Santos Jr. So it is his first name. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it is an Ichiro thing. Hmm. That's cool if you can go by your first name. Yeah, People just know you by your first a name. A lot of soccer players awesome. do that. Yeah, like Tiago Alcantara. He just has well, T- Alcantara doesn't really roll off the tongue. Yeah, so he just has Tiago on the back, and people just call him Tiago. Like LeBron, that that's like yeah, LeBron you know on the back. About. That'd be kind of cool. Like James Harden, you can be like James. James. Uh, but yeah, and then like I said, congratulations to Manchester City winning the Premier League second year in a row. They beat Leicester one nothing to keep the dream alive on an absolute stunner from the cast so and late. company. Did and then they beat Brighton today four one two. Hold Did Liverpool lose a, lose a game where like they caught Liverpool, them? Like, because I thought they were in first. Liverpool lost one game this whole year, mm-hmm. but they they've drawn a lot. Yeah, and they they played Everton a couple weeks ago, and they drew zero zero. So if they would have won that, yeah, I mean if they if they would they lost they they lost by two points. If they had, if they had turned any one of those draws into a win. Their way we would be saying something. So they only insane. lost one game this year. Yeah. And how many did... Uh, City, uh, like four, maybe. See, I get, like, the, the the draw to, like, winner of the regular season thing, but don't you think, like, it'd be cool if those two teams played in, like, a playoff? And you could even do, I like, mean, the leg thing where it's, like, basically one big game and a home and away. But, like, I think that would make it, like, the top two teams, I think, should play each other at the end of the year. So... I understand, and a lot of people, because it's just, like, fundamentally different, um, but a lot of people don't, like, like for instance, Manchester City won 14 straight games to close out the season. They literally played 14 do-or-die games. Like, you have to win, or you're probably not going to win what you think. There's no chance for slip-up. And they went 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, until 14. And that that's what I think is kind of lost on a lot of people, is that, like, when you get especially to the back third of the season, like, all of these games are absolutely massive. Because, like, if, you, cause if you're if you in NFL, NBA, oh, you lose a game, like, like, like Liverpool, for instance, oh, we drew back in, like, three months ago, who cares? But at the end of the day, like, it, if they had won that game, there's a decent chance. Which, uh, and I, right. I understand it's entertaining, but, like, from, an, a, from the other side, it, it's, it can also be kind of fluky. Well, yeah, I understand that too. But like, wouldn't you? It'd be like the wild card in baseball, where like if two teams now have a chance, but like that, all of a sudden that second team, there's a lot more big games for them too. Like we were watching a Crystal Palace game the other day uh, with Ted, big Crystal Palace fan, and like they were playing some like I forget who they were playing, but it was like a meaningless because they're both like bottom of the. Yeah, league. I mean, no, it's like kind of like, like it's like when the, the when the Suns play the. You know, right. So, but like, it's yeah, like, it, it's it's still mean. But well, if you just, get like, you have to be good to make it mean because, and even um, the the top four, you get Champions League, five and six, uh, get Europa League. Yeah, and so you're still nice. those, you're yeah. still playing for those spots. So even it, even if I mean I know like seventh place teams, eight place teams, they're trying to get, they're trying to get, and I mean I understand the point of view, but uh, it, it, I mean I mean look up the Leicester City. Man City game. It was one nothing on a screamer from Vincent Company. It's the second last game of the regular season. And when he scored that goal, it was as if they won the title, yeah. because they're they're because they're acting like oh if we if we lose this game we're done but we have to win to win the title, but yeah that's where we're at. Um, it was actually interesting. Uh, Liverpool they had I think believe they have the third most points ever in a in a uh, EPL league or season I should say. Yeah. And they they couldn't get it done unfortunately. But that's weird. They're gonna be they're gonna win the Champions League, and they're not even gonna be the champion of their own. Yeah, well, that's because it's a, it's a little more like, fluky. You, I mean, if you to win the Premier League, you have to be top to bottom of the best team. You have to beat. Cause you, I feel like they are a better team, though. 
Like on paper, they're not. Yeah. Manchester's got a leg up, and I, I mean, Manchester though isn't in the. Uh, they're not in the Champions because League because they, they that's honestly, like the honestly, Super Bowl, isn't it? Yeah, they honestly kind of went on a. It was not a fluke, but it was just kind of. It was one of those things. It was one of those things because they played Tottenham not ten times, nine times out of ten. Man City, Man City probably closes that one out, and yet they, it was it was it was a crazy with the VAR just a lot of goal at the end, and it was kind of fluky if you want to look at it that way. Whereas Man City has proven like with the fourteen straight games that they they have done it in and out. They have played each team home and away, and they've just proven that they've been better this season. Now, will speaking for Champions League, uh, will uh, is Mo Salah supposed to be back? Yes. for the final. I believe will... both teams because the Champions League final is not till. Um, I know it's not till like a high weeks. school graduation. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, so yeah, both teams should be up to full strength. Um, we're at forty-five minutes, so I'll close it out with our closing rant, which isn't. Oh, we're gonna skip hockey, the forgotten sport. Oh yeah. Well, the Bruins won today, six to two. You guys don't care. They won again. Yeah. They won the first game, six to three. Yep. Up two zero. Two zero. The I'm Sharks looking, playing the Blues. Good. Jordan Winnington. Yep. There you go. But they lost last night. Uh, best for last. Talking, it's more not not more of a rant, more of a speculation in sports. Just some thoughts by yours truly. Uh, mentality when it comes to sports, and this is what I talk about a lot in soccer because, like we were saying before, I honestly lost a lot of respect for this Rockets team because I don't believe, and I said this before the podcast, I don't believe they really thought they were gonna win this this series. I know um, before, um, as soon as they had beaten the Jazz. The reporter asked, um, I believe it was Clint Capella, you know, who do, who do you, the Lakers and or the Clippers and the Warriors are going at it. Who would, he said, I want the Warriors, and I know that they that was kind of their bogey. They were self-proclaimed obsessed with the Warriors, and yet it just felt like they really never had a shot. And even when it was going so well for them, they still they just couldn't close it out, and that plays a lot into soccer and just how uh, mental it is. Because when you think about soccer, there's no there's no stoppage of flow of the game. In baseball, you reset every pitch, and if your guy's getting shelled, go to the bullpen, bring in the righty. Uh, in basketball, you're down, you're on going, the other team's going on 11-0, 15-0 run, you call a timeout, reset the flow of the game. Football, I mean, it resets every play. Um, and e- even hockey, if you're kind of getting, if you're kind of getting in, uh, with, hockey's a better example, but you can still call timeouts. Whereas soccer, they, you have to be mentally sharp, focused, prepared 100% of the time, or else, like we've seen, Barcelona, PSG, Man City against Tano, you, you can't lose your focus. And if you're getting overwhelmed by the other team, uh, it's very much just how can you will yourself back into the flow of the game. And it's very interesting to see because, especially the Barcelona instance, like and and Ajax, both of those teams uh, had every single opportunity chance to put the other team away. Um, they had it, it. It seemingly was going all their way, like the Rockets, and yet all three of those teams uh, couldn't handle the pressure when it came when it came to the crunch time minutes and late in the game. They could not handle it. They could not focus. Uh, and they totally lost a grip on what they were trying to achieve uh, and going to beating their Warriors or beating Liverpool or Tottenham. And, yeah, that's where the Rockets, looking at the team and how surprisingly deep, I remember we were commenting that, like, man, this guy Aaron Gordon, P.J. Tucker, these guys can play, these guys can ball. And yet, uh, with such a deep team, they still couldn't put it, put it together. And, that's, and like I was saying before, that's a total indictment on 
uh, hardened CP3. You can score all you want. You can get all the assists all you want. You can get all the um, you can get all the stats all you want. But at the end of the game, at the end of the day, it all comes down to mentality. And can you produce for me when you need it to most? And these three teams could not do that. But you know who could do that? Kawhi Leonard and the Raptors as they beat the 76ers 92 to 90 in Game Seven to move on to face the Bucks. So there you have it. We've got our yep. former conference finals uh, finalists. Kawhi Leonard dropped 41 points in an impressive, impressive team win for the Raptors. Any thoughts on that, Mitch? Um, I mean, it's going to be a good series. Yeah. I think the NBA really wanted a Warriors-76ers final. That would have been the best rating-wise. Yeah. You're getting two good teams. Um. Toronto and Milwaukee is going to be... That'll be a good series. And I said Milwaukee's probably going to lose, but now that I actually know who they're playing, it'll be... I'm Early prediction, as I do think the Raptors win, but I think it's going to go seven, and I think it's going to be... It'll be close, because they match up a little bit if better. If the Raptors somehow pull... I mean, it's kind of interesting, because you're going to get the, you're going to get the Warriors, who are just a team, versus um, two teams that are deep, just but are led by one guy. It's going to be very interesting yeah. to see how yeah, that would I would play agree out. with that. The, um, yeah, the, I think the Raptors are a little deeper, though, because you yes. got Marcus All, you still got Serge Ibaka, Pascal Siakam. Um, Lowry's Ibaka, playing Serge better. Serge Ibaka scored 17 points. Fred Van Fleet had four. Kyle Lowry had 10. He had 10. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Those 10 points, 8 rebounds, that's not an awful game. You take that from Kyle. Yeah. Hey, everybody's getting old. But yeah, that should be a good series. Good, good, for the, good for the Raptors. Yeah, good for the Raptors. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for. I'm, yes, I'm. Both teams I was rooting for won their series there. Yep. I hope well, there you have it. Uh, if you guys can't tell, Mitchell and I are getting to the uh, end of our uh, at wit's end. Is that what it is? When you're going crazy because oh. school, something like that. I don't know. Mitch, Mitchell and I have had finals and are both brain dead at the moment, but that will, that will end the podcast. Episode thirty, last one of the academic year. Thanks for yes. Thanks for joining us along this ride. Um, we uh, will, we're not over yet. I don't think they're gonna cancel well, the we'll show after one season. And, well, we you know we made it through a whole academic year, so good for that. Good for us, I guess. Um, we will be trying to do weekly podcasts. Um, weekly, bi-weekly. Bi-weekly. We'll, we'll, you'll, you'll get some when, when there's something to talk about, uh, there we, there will be us talking about it with our hacky takes and uh, yes. bad predictions. But nonetheless, thank you for listening. Uh, we will see you next time.